five, four, three, two, one. One thing's universal. Life's no dress rehearsal. It's the prom episode again, everybody. (laughs) What if we were like those podcasts that do like (laughs) re-releases? You know those... (laughs) <laughs> those ones that are like a special holiday re-release of this episode and it's like just just don't <laughs> like we listen to it it's okay yeah, yeah. I I hate when yeah. they do that I don't I hate I don't when love they do it just like just like at the end of the episode if you know you're gonna take a two month break or whatever just say it yeah I often think that like just tell me that you're not gonna be here and that's that's fine unless it's like the kind of podcast that has been going for such a long time that if they re- if they re-release, it's like it's from so long ago that either it's I like never heard it or vaults. I don't remember it. Yeah, that makes sense. What podcasts but... are like these? Uh, well, it just ended, but I used to listen to Answer Me This, and I'll, and they would do a re-release every week or every month. Sorry, um, but it was from the nineties. Well, they'd been yeah, I can't remember how long they'd been doing the podcast. Truly, 87. truly ten years at least, and I think so. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't listening to the podcast when they started it it was way more than 10 years i think anyway yeah so that (laughs) that's beautiful i watched grand budapest hotel yesterday oh my god we're doing a podcast episode we're not are doing our little chit chat (laughs) we're not doing our little chit chat we're doing a podcast episode season four let me get up my notes i was just like i was just like and i'm here to chat with my friend (laughs) season four episode episode seven. seven Scientific, scientific method. method. Balana walks in on seven in the Jeffrey's tube, and oh boy, Cat will have an opinion on this. <laughs> Let me just read from my notes, and then we can move on. If there was, I hope it's a fucking poem. If there was, we've written a poem. If there was a, the the song of my heart, is I was gonna, enough. I was gonna interrupt that one. I was gonna listen. I was gonna listen. If there was any justice in the world, this would have been Voyager's primary romantic pairing. That's all I've. That's all I've said about this scene. That's a that's a haiku. If there was any <laughs> justice in the world, this would have been the primary. Nope, not a haiku. You gotta work on Failed. your poems. <laughs> Uh, Balana is trying to run diagnostics on the warp core and Seven keeps unplugging it the whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And Balana like gives her a lecture and she's like, Janeway lectured me about following the rules and now I'm lecturing you. Voyager is a flat circle. Voyager is a flat circle. I'm sorry, wow. there was a child screaming outside. <laughs> That's beautiful. The miracle of life. Wow. In sick bay, Tom Paris wants to pop into town to buy some socks. <laughs> <laughs> Is and that he, what you did this week, Sam? Yeah, that's what I did this week. <laughs> I bought some really nice I bought some really expensive socks and then I bought some less expensive socks. And I'm like, wool silk socks, my Ooh. goodness. I'm the fanciest white woman you've ever met. <laughs> that is true. That is, that is true. true. Also, I, I wore my knee-high socks. I bought knee-high socks this week, gang. Amazing. I wore my knee-high socks out, like out, 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 <laughs> to the literal club this week. I truly am dressing for comedy. I was like, <laughs> I was like lobster dress, black velvet polka dot long sleeve shirt underneath, <laughs> my pearls, knee-high socks. And then I had like my little brogues. That were like with the heel, yeah. and then halfway through the day, I changed to beige ballet flats. <laughs> I dress for comedy. I dress for comedy. Amazing. It was honestly maybe one of my best outfits. And I was looking at it in the photos afterwards, and I was like, "No, this is really cute. This is adorable." I've been watching. Yeah. I watched too much New Girl, and now it's like seeped oh, into my brain. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, he didn't turn in a report or something. And Tom uh, and, and the doctor he, like, are truly three centimeters apart from each other's faces in this scene. Our whole our whole viewing of all, of all television is like, <laughs> why are they so close now? <laughs> Especially pre-widescreens as standards. Everybody's just real close. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got to get them all in. Yeah. Um, he's so the doctor's like go go or whatever and then he gets called sir in the hallway by a lady 
which yeah, is I don't interesting. Know what, I don't know what we were supposed to take away from that. I don't know. What is this, me flirting? <laughs> yeah, I like how he like smiles back at her and then immediately does, is not smiling anymore. <laughs> that was very funny, but I don't know what the purpose of it was. He's being polite yeah. or whatever. Maybe it's meant to show he, he was a whore, but he's changed his ways. <laughs> oh. A whore no oh, more. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe that is the point. I just thought it was kind of like a funny, like, weirdly intimate workplace moment of like Tom Paris just going about his day trying to be professional not really interested like but yeah I see yes what am I talking the journey. about yeah anyway I the see journey. the point anyway right. he transports to Balana with like a with like a some flowers and then they <laughs> kiss and then something scans them spooky because you can see their skull and this is at and least Halloween <laughs> it is it's Halloween this is at least the second time that aliens have been on Voyager observing Tom and Bellana's mating behavior. And I just wanted to ask you, how do we feel about Tom and Bellana serving as an example of human mating behavior? Um, you know... <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, skip intro. <laughs> we gotta do our little. We gotta do our little tags. I'm never paranoid about getting caught in a compromising position. I'm Sam Hickman, and I'm sorry. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel, Cat Deerfield. <laughs> <laughs> In the next scene, um, Janeway tries to storm out onto the bridge wearing just a towel, and it made oh, me yeah, yeah, think that was of really funny. a Simpsons joke. Anyway. Uh, oh, there you go. There you go. Anyway, sick bay. The doctor's giving Janeway a massage. It's in her quarters, but sure. Well, I didn't know it was I didn't know it was her quarters until um you get the wide and we don't start with a wide. Okay, all right. This was a really fun directed episode, I will say. There was oh, like a yes. lot of it yes. was it was very theatrical. Which it was I think very was like theatrical. A real turn for this show. I so I just want to make two general comments. A, I just really like this episode. I think this is one of my favorite Voyager episodes. It's a really good. It's one. a really good episode. B, um, coincidentally, I watched the TNG episode that uses almost this exact same plot this week. Do you remember? It's called nope. Schisms. And it is essentially the same plot, except that um, instead of there being invisible aliens on the ship doing medical experiments, spoiler alert for this episode, uh, they're like being abducted to an alien ship and having experiments performed on them and people are losing time. It's very early 90s alien abduction narrative that the TNG episode is. But this is essentially the same general plot. And um, I can't remember what the source of this was, but a media source ranked schisms the tng episode the number one scariest episode of the star trek franchise okay and i strongly disagree with that because i think this episode of voyager although it has a b plot that is not scary uh i think that the whole the whole thing with like yeah i i think this episode is really scary actually in in moments it's very spooky scary it's very halloween season and uh yeah Welcome. I've harvested my last pumpkin of the year. Oh. There were only two, but okay. still. Still. Amazing. Um. Anyway, on the bridge, they see some binary pulsars, and Janeway is all tired and delegates to, to, to Chakotay. To, um, Janeway's not the only one who's tired, am I right? Um, I think that Lower Decks, this the most recent episode of Lower Decks, also uses a similar thing with a binary pulsar it's been a week of uh, a lot of star trek and a lot of similarities for me 
Anyway, yeah, you're watching every franchise under I, the sun. Literally, at the moment, I just finished Picard, which we do need to talk about later. Okay. Uh, I just finished Picard, so I'm finally not watching Picard. And I enjoyed my impression of all the characters in Picard <laughs> on last week's episode. I'm watching Laura Jackson. She's a fucking spy and I'm she's also, evil. I'm also watching the original series. I'm also watching Next Generation. And, and, my, and I'm, of course, I'm watching Voyager. And my plan is, as soon as I finish Next Generation, I'm going to start watching DS9. <laughs> Wow. Because if I'm not watching four different series of Star Trek minimum, what am I even doing with my life? What remains to be seen is if I ever actually watch Enterprise, because I have tried and failed, and that was the bell. I'm sorry, I have to go. (laughs) On the wings of a dream. Kat is going to answer the doorbell. What do we think the package will be? I'm listening closely. I'm listening closely. It's a full, it's a full back and forth. Can you, can you, oh, the package has arrived. The package has arrived, everyone. She's not re-entered the room yet, but I will keep you posted. Where else am I going to go, you know? Oh, I wish I'd taken this opportunity to go wee, but never mind. Okay, any minute now. Any minute now. Any minute now i don't think she's coming back i think she's left us i think this is woman talking about star trek voyager and that woman is unfortunately me anyway in engineering tom goes to see balana and they uh so they can bang bang in the warp core um and then tuvok comes in and he's like gulp and then tom goes like oh we're cool aren't we and then uh, he's like i'm not gonna lie about it and then later, oh my goodness, and here she is, world, here she is, boys, it's Kat Deerfield coming back to s- the stage. I'm sorry about that. What was in the package? I don't know. It's for Rob, and it was hand-delivered, like there was no postage on it, and a man who was not a delivery man was like, hello, a book for Robert? Um, a book for Robert, <laughs> I don't know that's, what- your, that's your Christmas movie. Sorry, Sam. Where were we? Uh, later, Tom. Oh, um, so they so they go to the hall. Um, so I'll just repeat myself because we were moving on. Because um, who knows? Anyway, in engineering, Tom Tom goes to see Balana so they can bang bang in the warp core. <laughs> um, and then Tuvok comes in, gulp, and uh, Tom is like, "We're cool, aren't we?" And Tuvok is like, "I'm not going to lie." Anyway, later, okay, Tom and sorry, Balana Sam. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> we yes. skipped over so much. No, can I just say my two notes about the last two scenes? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Why do you even do this podcast with me? I need to, I need to pee. Well, go pee then. No, I'm holding it. I'm holding it to the end of the damn podcast. No, you're not. I'm I'm not. I'm going to hang up if you don't go pee right now. Wow. Wow. And maybe you can say your two notes. Oh, my God. And we'll never have a discussion again. <laughs> you're not my real mom. Can't wait to graduate and get out of here. This place is a dump. Oh, wow. Dungarees. It's going to take so long. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a beautiful day today. It's a beautiful day today. I'm just going to check my email. I don't have anything interesting to say. Oh, what are my two notes? What are my interests? Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say that tired Jane Lay has a uh, Moira Rose vibe. Thought Sam might have something to say about that. Don't know. We'll never know. Uh, and then I just said, like... Imagine witnessing the conversation. Imagine you're at work and you witness two of your colleagues have the conversation that Tom and Bolana have in engineering, and then they go and try to fuck in an area that is clearly open to the rest of the engineering um, division, room, space. <sighs> Upper workstation is what it's called. I don't actually know the song that Sam keeps singing. I know we watched the prom, but I don't remember that song at all. Wow, that was really fast. What? That was really fast. You you were gone for like no time. Yeah, I just I just um <laughs> I know. one leg. No, you were complaining. Of... Oh, oh, well done. You were complaining. You were like, uh, it's gonna take so long. Ugh. Yeah, because I have a dungarees and a, a singlet underneath my jumper. I sorry, I've picked an I've I've given myself an admin task to do right now and I do apologize for that, but I just realized that I um need to sign myself out of work 
because I am too busy today to accept any assignments. So I'm just doing that right now. What you doing today? Uh, literally nothing, but like this and editing this episode and I have to go to the drugstore and like between those things, I would only have time to do a really short assignment. And anyway, um, I'm just going to say my notes to you because I thought you might have something to say about it. I always um, have opinions. I, I said that tired Janeway has a Moira Rose vibe in the scene where she's in the towel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and then I just said, imagine that you're at work and you witness two of your colleagues having the conversation that Tom and Bolana have in engineering. <laughs> just like, yes, I wanted to see you because I need you to fix the thing. You, you know the thing? You know, we've got, we've got to fix the thing. So I'll meet you up there in that in my upper workstation, which is fully just open to the rest of engineering. I don't know why they're trying to have sex there. It's so weird. <laughs> they're trying to make out, sometimes kissing. Sometimes kissing. You Sometimes know? kissing. Sometimes kissing, and then I'm putting my little fingers together for the audience. I guess I yeah. I've unfairly assumed that um, they're both... gonna bang bang in the warp core. <laughs> bang, but <laughs> yeah. bang, bang. And that's how we're gonna end the episode. Playing <laughs> bang, bang bang, in but the warp we're gonna core. yeah, we're gonna replace the the end. We're gonna do all of the all of the Jesse J bits. <laughs> um. Anyway, I love the face that Tuvok makes when he hears that one of them is coming after him after he catches them. He is so exasperated. He's just like, I cannot believe that I'm going to be forced to talk to one of these people about this. What are these horny babies? <laughs> anyway, Tom and Balana are going to the briefing, and Balana thinks she's the first woman to ever fuck on Voyager. <laughs> Um, do we know otherwise? Well, Janeway and Tom, Janeway and Chakotay, possibly Janeway and Tuvok. We don't know. At least hand stuff. <laughs> Tom and everyone underneath him. That's right. Tom and Janeway have had sex. I always forget that because I'm trying so hard to repress it. <laughs> Never forget. It is the threshold of our dreams. <laughs> and by threshold, I mean the episode threshold. Yes, an absolute living nightmare of an episode. An incredible episode. <laughs> My father was a pilot. Let me fuck you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, My father was a strange lizard creature. No, the whole point of it is like, he's like, My dad I know. wants to be proud of I know. me. I know. Warp 10. <laughs> I'm a lizard man now. <laughs> Anyway, in the conference room, uh, they do science, and then Janeway asks to speak to the two lovebirds. <laughs> Janeway is so angry. <laughs> and she's like, half the ship is gossiping about your philandering. And I'm like, and that's gossip. <laughs> that's Star Trek gossip. I'm wearing my sliving glove. Which <laughs> Let is me take a picture. How- I love, I love, I love doing that's gossip. <laughs> sliving. Living. We've both been watching Cooking with Paris. Strongly recommend that you watch Cooking with Paris. Oh, if incredible. You're not. The it's greatest indie wonderful. movie we've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> honestly, honestly, fantastic. Oh, speaking of opening tangents, yeah. we forgot to do it. So this will be our mid roll tangent. <laughs> Yeah. Um I drank the um I drank the Kool-Aid. Oh. I drank the rose the rose seltzer blueberry hibiscus. whatever it's called. Yeah, blueberry hibiscus rose seltzer. Yes. <laughs> Without um, me? What? Without me? Yes, okay. I did it in the bath yesterday. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glamorous. <laughs> It was 4 p.m. and I was like, should I watch the, do my Golden Girls and rowing and um, I'd have a bath? And I said, yes. <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> um, I, it is the closest thing to dysphoria. Like the experience <laughs> is dysphoria. <laughs> if you're ever like, how does it feel to be different that dr- drink that drink because you're like drinking it and you're like oh sparkling water with a little bit of blueberry and then the aftertaste is like wine oh god this is it's so upsetting like, 
It's it's Elaine. This is gonna be really, oh, really a niche reference, but it is Elaine Stritch at the end of Company going <laughs> Comedy, while everyone else is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. That is a niche reference. We won't uh, put a clip in, but <laughs> you can for look those it up in your own know, time. You'll know. I, That's the rosé. I look forward to trying it myself someday soon. It would make more sense if it was like a spirit, like if it was a vodka yeah. or a gin. But because it's a rosé, you're like, this is... I cannot conceive... It's, it's wrong. It's so wrong. Of why they would do a rosé spritzer with flavored seltzer. Like, what? And also, of all of the flavors you could do, I don't know, like maybe a... Maybe a lemon wouldn't be the worst flavor combination in the world. Maybe. I still think it would be weird. But blueberry and hibiscus? What? I mean, it's... Yeah, anyway. Echo Falls. Echo Falls. Echo. Echo. In the lee of a picturesque ridge lies a fruit wine cellar called Echo Falls. An unpretentious winery (laughs) that pampers its fruit like newborn bebes. Available at all your finest... The range, or no, B and M bargains. <laughs> I don't think the range sells today. alcohol. You're going what? Sorry, I'm going to Wilco today. <gasps> How exciting! I have to buy toothpaste. That's very exciting. I live the dream. I live the don't don't dream the dream. Live the dream. You want to hear something that's really offensive to um, uh, anti-immigration folks? So- Coffee lovers? Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't pay for toothpaste anymore because my dentist has decided that my teeth are so bad that I need prescription toothpaste. And because I live in Wales, prescriptions are free. So the government buys my toothpaste. Honestly, I can't imagine having to pay for a prescription. That seems wild to me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem wild to me, but you have lived in Wales for your whole adult life pretty much. Oh, not quite. You did have a gap year, but <laughs> my gap year where I moved to England for 3 4 months. Wait, did you wait, where were you living before then? Where was I living before when? Before your gap year. Surely you were in in England. Wait, where are we talking about? <laughs> I didn't have a gap. Did you not? Okay. Of course you didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Of course you didn't have a gap year because you're too young to have had a gap year. (laughs) I thought you were talking about the lost period between um, me leaving university and being in a in a in a rental flat. Oh no no oh yeah when you lived in Bath didn't you? For a full fight, spicy three months. Yikes. Um, no, I wasn't talking about that. I just, for some reason, I forgot that you went to university right out of school. I don't know how I forgot yeah. that. Because I knew you It's because I'm so worldly and educated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're also a tiny baby, so I don't know how I thought that you were a year older than you are. Anyway. Well, I did famously just graduate from high school. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> what? Anyway. Oh, just now, just now, because you yeah, were born in two thousand. I just got out. I had to do it over Zoom. Oh my gosh! So oh, two funny. Th- ah. I love how I think that two thousand was eighteen years ago. <laughs> two thousand eighteen years ago. What are we even talking about? What is happening? Chicote has some coffee, and then he gets the shakes, and <laughs> then um, and then he gets a cool new haircut. Um, yeah, it and does. It does start out as like a very sculptural haircut, doesn't it? Truly, I'm like ah, oh, exciting a buzz. Yeah. yeah. Um, in sick. Oh, also in this scene, I just wrote, "Oh no, not the flute!" <laughs> they just do a flute sound effect when Chakotay's on screen. I didn't even fucking notice yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I was listening with headphones. I think that's why I noticed. Wow. Anyway. So considerate to to others. Um, I think I just didn't want to get up from where I was, and I don't, I can't hear very well when I'm watching things on my laptop. So I thought, let me just plug in these headphones. Anyway, uh, later, Chakote is in sickbay, and he's all raisin, no bran. (laughs) (laughs) He's all all shriveled up in the sun. He is. He is. And he's like, my mind is perfectly clear. Would you describe your mind as being perfectly clear? No. Would you? It seems clear at the moment. Wow. Wow. Thanks, friends. Sorry. You paused little... too long. It left a It's it left called an mindfulness, Kat. It's <laughs> called being in the moment, in the mess hall. 
spotted in the kitchen. There are some beautiful looking aubergines. They're a little there big. Are. They are they big. Are beautiful. They are beautiful. Wow. Uh, spot- and we celebrate them. Spotted <laughs> in the kitchen. Some ginger root, spray painted golden, carrots glued to potatoes, plums and figs and jackfruit to a bone china cup with a rose. Let's all chat, say, hey, what's that? It's spotted in the kitchen with Pat. Greens in a walk with maybe tofu and maybe chilies. A bowl of ginger or turmeric or another root. Bowls of tomatoes, a bowl of lumpy red things, a bowl of aubergines already discussed, another pot of some kind of roots, another bowl of some kind of roots, uh, a big squash, maybe um, maybe a kabosha, I don't know, a bowl of eggs that are being scrambled by Neelix, another bowl of tomatoes, a bowl of green yellow tube shaped things, are they some kind of gourd, I am not sure. Uh, a casserole left over from last night, which is mentioned, but which we do not see. Bean pods and bok choy. I just wonder, are they still doing Herponics Bay? Who is taking care of Oh, yeah, of that's that? a good point. Do they still have that, or was that Casa's project exclusively? I don't know. We need answers, How many Dan. cargo bays do they have left? Because <laughs> the uh, Astrometrics is, is, like, getting expanded soon, isn't it? Are they in a cargo bay? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, to be fair, they don't really have any cargo with them. That's a good point. They don't. And they keep losing all those shuttlecrafts, so I imagine <laughs> they, they have a yeah. hangar somewhere. Yeah, they must do. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, Harry and Tom talk about girl troubles, <laughs> and then uh, Neelix gets got, and then in sick bay, he's turning into a giraffe. <laughs> yeah. And Neelix, I truly, the whole discussion with him and the doctor being like, oh, there's no, there's no long lost link between my species and this other species. And then he's like, but my great grandfather was. Like, that makes no sense. Like, surely that would come to mind. Surely he'd be like, oh yeah, a relative, a recent relative. Yeah, it's so, like, all it could could have just been, like, not that I, there's no connection that I know of, no common ancestor that I know of. Like, well, it seems like your DNA contains these patterns, so there must be. And he likes to go, oh, how interesting, I've learned a new thing. But no, he's like, oh, yeah, it was, like, a relatively near family member was was that type of alien. So I definitely have, like, a decent amount of, like, that genetic material. That makes sense. Like, what? (laughs) I yeah rash anyway later Neelix brings Chakotay some water and he's stinky now <laughs> I seriously like first of all Neelix is already stinky that was established in episode one wow <laughs> or at least Tuvok says he stinks anyway um but also just like Neelix just like needs to be more annoying according to the writers of this show like what why why like why? where is the smell <laughs> Also, this scene where Neelix and Chakotay are just one-upping each other with how old just and ill they are is very annoying. <laughs> talking about what their illness is. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Yeah, what would you like to complain about? <laughs> uh, I got real dry skin. <laughs> oh, no. Got real bad dry skin. My scalp is real bad. <laughs> what do you want to complain about? Uh, my left knee last oh. night was, like, really tight, and it wouldn't, like, out, which was really... Oh. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, what else do I have? My hands are really cold now that it's not 20 yeah. degrees in my house at all times. Yeah. So I'm wearing my sliving gloves. In uh, this week's Lower Decks, very, very slight spoiler for Lower Decks. Um, not really, but um, there's just... What a, if I watch it now and it's ruined for it, me? It definitely yeah. isn't going to be. Um, uh, there's just a, a... There's a simulation with the Borg and... Uh, they're gonna assimilate Boimler and he's like are you sure I have hay fever and acid <laughs> sorry are you sure I have hay fever and acid reflux are you sure I wouldn't be like a net negative if you added me to your if you added me to your uh... what's it whatever collective. I really mangled that but collective thank you and I was just like Beautiful. oh same <laughs> like... <laughs> my acid reflux has gone down quite significantly oh that's good since I you know, started eating at regular times, pretty much the same thing every day. My life's very boring. Um, eating anyway, regular meals is good if you have a reflux. 
sick lady comes in and Neelix or maybe and in Chakotay general. get discharged. Later, the doctor and Bolana are looking at DNA and they find a barcode. Gasp. And they've all got little trackers that are out of phase and the doctors and then like they get like or whatever and the doctor is being deleted and Balana gets got and then they can't find the doctor until they're in sickbay later and he like calls seven of nine and well she's in sickbay and he's like come to holodeck too where he's painting yeah he's just painting <laughs> and in the holodeck the doctor is like someone is stopping us and the doctor puts Seven's Borg eyes out of face so she can hunt the intruder. And then in the hallway, she sees a mysterious stranger and she gets probed, which was that, spooky yeah, and scary. That scene, I remember that scene really clearly because I I honestly think that it's one of the scariest things that has ever been on this show. Uh, it's so scary. And the tension of like her having to pretend that she doesn't see that alien is just really... It's really, really spooky. It's really good. Um, She goes to the mess hall and everyone's being probed and she's got to tell the captain. And in the ready room, um, Janeway is very irritable and she needs a vacation from this vacation. (laughs) And then Seven comes in and see the aliens putting all their needles in her. And Janeway says um, she's ready to go to Tuscany. Mm. She's ready to find love under the Tuscan sun. She's complaining about the crew. She's like telling Tuvok to crack down on the crew slightly before that. And he says, shall I flog them as well? (laughs) Tuvok's very sassy in this episode and I'm here for it. Oh, he is. And then, but then at the end, they have a really sweet moment when she says she's going to go to Tuscany. He says, um, I will join you for a glass of wine. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. And then they... They have a nice little hand squeeze. It's nice. I like th- I like their friendship a lot. I like it. Friendship, wink. I'm not ship gossip. <laughs> Should we do a ship gossip segment where we make up different bullshit that would have happened that week? No. This week, Ensign Wildman has swapped shifts with Tom Paris, and in return, she gets a blowjob. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think in return he was working four shifts in one day, which doesn't make a huge amount of sense. But sure, yeah, whatever. No, she obviously gave him something. Winky wink. That doesn't make wink, any sense because he was asking wink, her for a favor. Yeah, well, she obviously has the upper hand on other things. She obviously drives a hard bargain. Anyway, Ensign Wildman, get yours, girl. Get yours. Anyway. In the holodeck, Seven relays all the information to the doctor, um, and there's a lot of them on board, and they're gonna try and zap the crew to get the to get the thing, to get the little barcodes off them. And Tuvok, she's in like she's in engineering, and Tuvok is like, I have to stop you, and then she zaps one of them, one of the one of the aliens, mm-hmm. and then they like put her in the brig, and then uh, Janeway goes to see her in the brig, and she's like, I don't know why they. Oh wait, no, I don't know why they didn't just keep zapping all the aliens like yeah i don't really understand that either like in my memory of this episode when i was thinking of this episode i was like oh they zapped all the aliens to make them visible and that's yeah. how the episode ends yeah that's not how no, this episode ends this episode takes a goofy twisted it does turn. i also did not remember the turn that this episode takes <laughs> maybe maybe that's for the best mm. And maybe in time we'll come to forget that this is the ending. <laughs> um, Janeway goes to see them in, in, goes to see this lady in the brig, and Janeway is very dramatic. And this gal is like, "We're the same, you and I, or whatever." Um, not sure who's. Don't know what that I is. I think that I just object to the premise of this because I'm just like, I don't really see how the kind of medical research that they're doing does benefit anyone. Oh, I don't think it does <laughs> at all. There's no explanation of how this is actually saving lives at all. They're tr- oh, yeah, they yeah. truly just kill that woman on the bridge. Like, truly, yeah. they just kill her. Like, <laughs> And what are they doing to Janeway? Testing to see how far she can get pushed before she snaps? Like, what is the point of that? Who... I bet it's like a late capitalism like labor thing where they're like how stressed is too stressed (laughs) yeah maybe to work at this Amazon factory (laughs) um 
And they like have a full tete-a-tete and then Janeway like pushes her up against a wall. And I was like, what do you, hit her, yeah. <laughs> um, this woman gives her an old tomato. She's like, you're going to be guinea pigs or we're going to kill you. And Janeway is like um, going to discuss it with the gang. Um, and then there's an, um, they're, they're like discussing it in Janeway's ready room with the gang. And then there's a medical emergency and the aliens have killed a random lady on the deck. Yeah. Which is wild. Um, and then Janeway chooses violence and decides mm-hmm. to drive into the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, dopamine. What is it and where do I find it? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how dopamine works because it's supposed to be good. But then I guess if you have too much, it causes problems. Which one is serotonin? Uh, I think serotonin is the same thing. I think that, because I know Please that... Please welcome to the stage, serotonin. <laughs> That's a good, yeah. And you would be like fitness. Yeah, Sarah's, serotonin. 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 Uh, yeah, serotonin is like, I think serotonin and dopamine are both like, they make you feel good if you have the right amount of them. But if you have... Wish I could feel good. <laughs> I'm a shriveled little flower. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm just being dramatic. Yeah. The autumn is coming. The leaves are changing and so am I. (laughs) Anyway, they're like, how close to the sun or whatever. And then the aliens leave and they fly into the binary pulsars and they survive. Um, And they remove all the, the alien stuff. And then Tom and Bellana have a romantic dinner date. I forgot about this weird conversation that they have. <laughs> on a coffee table. Like, Yeah, why are they are eating no... next to each other on a coffee table? And also, this conversation that they have where they're like, well, there's no telling how long these aliens have been on board. Maybe they yeah, were... Yeah, but that's flirting. Yeah, that's it is just flirting. flirting, isn't it? That's like the time I had, I had like this, this one hookup with a guy and I was talking about like, okay, so I was wearing my dungarees mm-hmm. and there's like a pocket in here in my dungarees and I'd gone up to the allotment and I forgot gotten to like bring my bag so I had to put a cord so I had to put like a big cucumber in my dungarees pocket okay. right here that's flirting and then he was like wow tell me more right there and I was like yes and then we keys <laughs> okay oh, well done. and that's a true story <laughs> flirting flirting Sometimes it's cucumbers and dungarees. Sometimes it's aliens experimenting on you. (laughs) Who are we to judge? The world is a strange place. It's true. Anyway, Balana gets called and then we are reminded that she is way more successful than Tom. (laughs) And then Harry comes in to cuckold. (laughs) He's like, what are you guys doing? Can I join? Smells nice. And then um, also, does it we, smell nice? It's a salad. Um, how how much can you smell from across the room? How much can't you smell from across the room? Balsamic vinegar. That's what I need to buy today. Just remember, that's why I'm going to Wilco and Sainsbury's. This Great. Is, this is why. This Plan. is why. Colchester okay. Avenue life. <laughs> um. Anyway, we get to see Balana's guns. Yes. A nice toned arm. Good for her. She does favor a, um, a, uh, this kind of like very, like very 90s, quite far in cut for a sleeveless top, which is, uh, is very in fashion at the moment again. Wow. Wow. I hate those because it's like, you're on my bra straps. Yeah, I I don't like them. I thought about buying one that had a built in bra this, this summer that Uniqlo is selling, but. It was very cropped, and I don't have any high-waisted things that I particularly like wearing, so... They love, like, cropped and high-waisted now. Yeah. I just... I... I don't... (sighs) High-waisted is really hard to fit, unless it's, like... If if it's supposed to fit on the hip and waist, it's, like, an absolute fucking nightmare. (laughs) Maybe not for everyone, but, like, yeah, I just... I I had a pair of jeans that were were high-waisted that worked, and... They don't quite they don't quite fit anymore and I'm just like, well, I don't think that going up a size is going to work cuz they're not really too small, they're just like a little too tight and anyway. What a fascinating. Anyway, should we do 
Anyway, Tommy's like, what if aliens? And Bellana's like, what if aliens? Um, and then they do shitty sex banter. And then end of episode, they put the, they put the, they put the, you know, they put the, the human in the Klingon. Am I right? We assume. We anyway. assume. Uh- <laughs> do you think Tom performs cunnilingus? I think so. I Do you think, think so. he's good at it though? Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. He I'm gonna say he's bad, but enthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I. I but yeah. he thinks he's really good at it. I think he's like this is one of my skills on his CV to get into Starflix. He God. was like, he was like able to drive uh able to drive a Voyager star shuttle whatever. <laughs> And then he's like, cunnilingus. <laughs> Great at it. He's Con- like, Greek food, Voyager pilot, cunnilingus. Cunnilingus, comma, great at it. Great at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, shall we do some segments? I don't see why not. <laughs> Wigs. These aliens are wearing Madonna-like headsets. Oh, yeah. I was truly like like a virgin, yeah. you know? What's your favorite Madonna song? I cherish know, the thought. It's a good question. I The one that popped into my head is Hung Up. I know that's a reg- relatively recent uh, one, but I liked it. It's like 10 years old now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It also samples ABBA heavily, so I don't know. It's a great song, though. That album is, is really good. good. That album a, is really good. It's a good album. Yeah. Confessions of the Dance Floor or mm, whatever. Whatever, yeah. What's wow. your favorite Madonna song? Crazy for you, touch me once and you know it's true. I never wanted anything like this. It's all brand new. I feel it in your kiss. I'm crazy for you. Dum, 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 dum. It's that or it's holiday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great, great choices. Yeah. But it's mainly for the Margaret Cho persimmons bit. <laughs> yes, I remember. That I love holiday. <laughs> holiday. And she had to turn the radio down. <laughs> Now that's a deep cut. That's that's from a long time ago, isn't it? That's something for our readers to enjoy and <laughs> seek out in their own lives. Is it show dependent or is it? I notorious? don't remember. I don't remember which one it is, but I must have been a teenager when it came out. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Margaret Cho albums of the past. Yes. <laughs> Before she started singing, does she sing? Yeah, she did a whole album. I did not know that. I have not been keeping up with Margaret Cho, and I should. I only... My favorite song of hers is the one where she's doing 25 random things. Um, oh, I saw... This? It's like a video. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I saw... I also saw the video, the, the music video that she did with... Oh, no. What's her name? Uh, the woman who did Bad Babysitter. Oh, I don't know what, what that is. What is her name? Yeah, Bad Babysitter. I never heard of it before I moved to this country. She's, I'm pretty sure she's American, but that song was really, really successful here, and I had never heard of it. What song is it? Uh, it's... Wait, what, what song are you talking about? It's called Bad Babysitter. No, is that the Margaret Cho song? No, 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 that, um... That what is song the Margaret Cho song? Is about not having an ass. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I have no idea. It's about having a flat butt. Oh, interesting. Don't remember. Don't remember what it's called. We all write what's true. <laughs> Stay out of the nebula. Anyway, what was the nebula in this episode, friend? Uh, was it the binary pulsars? Sure. Yeah, I think that was more the Chekhov's gun. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. if there are binary pulsars on at the opening, you have to drive into them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's wow. occurred to me, I think I figured out why you're not as enthusiastic about Lower Decks as I am, and it should have been really obvious. Maybe I've already realized this. It's, like, extremely referential to Star Trek, which is a thing that you don't actually like that much at all. 
Wow, called out on the pod. You hated the original series. You liked TNG, like, sort of, I think, but maybe not sort of. so much. Um, have you even seen DS9? I've seen a bit of it, but not a lot. So I'm not, Absolutely like, much... Absolutely no comment. Not much better than you are. But, no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with liking it's one... It's unbelievable that you would call me out on the pod. There's nothing wrong. Say, there's nothing wrong with liking... Well, you don't actually enjoy Star Trek on the Star Trek podcast. We... The, it was... We, we do together. It was like I had pulled wow. your teeth out one by one when I made you watch one episode of the original series for this podcast. You were so unhappy about it. Wow. I mean, we did learn what Pumfar was. Yes. And I have been suffering ever since. <laughs> right. What would you rate, this, would episode? You rate this episode? Oh, well. Well. Um, well. Honestly, this is one of my favorite episodes of Voyager. Uh, I love how it starts out seeming like it's going to be a seven episode, like about how she's integrating into the crew. Then she's just gone for a little bit and it tricks you into thinking that it's actually uh, an episode about Janeway needing a holiday and Tom and B'Elanna progressing in their relationship. And then it turns out that it is a seven episode after all. And not only that, but she gets to do all kinds of cool shit and... And she has an idea, and the doctor disagrees with her idea, and then she ends up getting to do her idea anyway, and I really appreciate that. Anyway, uh, so my rating is uh, 5 out of 5 binary pulsars. What would you rate this episode? Wow. Um, 7 out of 10, because I'm still reeling from being called whatever. Um, <laughs> seven, out, 7 out of 10 beautiful aubergines. Okay. Can we briefly discuss Picard? <laughs> Of course we if can. You... Of course we can. I'm British and I'm evil. So if we... What if we have flowers to launch ships from our alien planet? If you don't want to hear spoilers for Picard... Um... What if there was a ring in the middle of a desert that people touched and went crazy? <laughs> if you don't want to hear spoilers for Picard, I would just end the episode now. Goodbye. We love you, Meredith. Um... Honestly, you're not missing much. <laughs> so I finished Picard. I've been on such a journey with Picard. I started out in the first few episodes, I was like, I'm not. The first episode, I was like, yes, yes, I'm on board. Then it carried on, and I was a little bit like, I don't know that I'm feeling this. I'm struggling to pay attention to a lot of what's going on. There's a lot going on. I'm not sure that everything that happens necessarily pays off. (laughs) Rob said that he felt like it was, um, it kept, like, kind of, cheating because it would be like hey did you forget about this and then you'd be like i did forget about this but i forgot about this not because you're Wait, doing what did you forget about oh just like oh this character's back what what's gonna happen to this character like with them um, with, <laughs> with angry british romulan lady like angry it was british like oh Mom yeah she's still alive what's gonna happen still to her um, and then, but it's like, he was saying he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he'd forgotten about it because it was like well-structured to be surprising, but just because there are so many things happening that you can't it's actually keep them in your head. Characters, too many characters, not enough plot. Too many characters, not enough plot. I, it was so weird. And like, it's, I, I, I have to like, <laughs> so if you haven't, I would love to know if like, uh, how many people actually watched all of Picard and just completely missed um, uh, Seven and Rafi holding hands at the end? I want to know who... Did you not miss that or did you miss that? I was like, look, gay. Yeah, no. I mean, I didn't miss it, obviously. I I already knew it was going to happen, but or something was going to happen. But I was just like, uh, I, I want to be less happy about this than I am because I... I there's think nothing that like there there's, there's no, no reason why there's they no would. reason for it and there is so easily could be i think it actually makes i think there's a lot of logic in that in that happening because they're both kind of rootless and sad and kind of like uh, not i i was gonna say amoral and that's not at all true but they're both just they're, they're that kind of character they're they're like morally ambiguous morally ambiguous is is more accurate yeah and so like more like a sliding scale they're like they're sad they're like good I people cut, like, a bang they're yep okay <laughs> sorry that bang is the length of your entire face so <laughs> i don't know yeah i wanted it to be cute i'm gonna tuck it behind my ear okay here we go i'm not playing with it now please continue <laughs> I've just been thinking about it a lot because I, 
I did. I I think that because I knew from Twitter that that the that, that Picard establishes seven in a relationship with uh with another woman, I didn't know who it was. Uh, that I did pick up on like a directorial choice being made in the really bonkers episode where they go on a sting. And they all wear funny hats. Yeah, but I don't know if that was really intended or not. Um, but anyway, my point is like they we never see them talking to each other by themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> at never. all. Like, never. They're it's... never alone together. Um, there's... And it's not even like they could. They weren't both on set on the same day. No, they, they were like, in scenes together. Scene. But also, I was just like it at at the bare minimum in the last episode. There is a scene where Seven and. Uh, I don't know his name. The man, the pilot. What's his name? <laughs> I oh, don't care. Cares. I don't Whatever. care. Whatever, that guy. That Seven and that guy have a conversation. And then Rafi just, like, comforts um, Elnor. And that those two pairs of people are separate, feeling sad, talking to each other. And I'm just like, why this exact same thing <laughs> could have been? It just... All they would have had to have done was was swap them swap around it. so that copy and paste some names they could, around in because the script. Rafi doesn't even say anything in that scene. She could have just been having that conversation with Seven, and then the man whose name I don't remember could have just been comforting Rafi, and the exact same not Rafi, sorry Elnor, and the exact same thing could have happened. Like he could have been like, "I'm sad too," and then they could have had a little cry together, and the same emotional development is happening for both of those male characters, and then Rafi and Seven could have like had the same amount of character development that happened in the actual scenes which is just for seven but also establishing that they have an intimacy that they're building together and then it would have made sense that they were holding hands at the end that truly nothing would have had to have changed they would barely have even had to change the dialogue (laughs) just like what is happening why is why did they just decide to set up a relationship between seven and that guy who have never talked to each other alone before either. And th- anyway, sorry, I have a lot of feelings about this. I think this. it was just like rushed through. It was. It felt so rushed and it felt so haphazard mm. in so many ways. I mean, I'm not even getting into the actual plot where there are loads of things in the last couple of episodes where I was like, I'm sorry, what is that? Why is that what's happening? That doesn't make any sense. Oh my sense. God, the thing about the Borg cube. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like... They like, wanted... What? They truly wanted, like, they were like, what if it was set on a Borg cube? Yeah. And then they were like, okay, how do we get there? Yeah, it, it, a lot of it felt like that. Also, some of the dialogue was so bad. Some of the episodes were better than others for that, but, like, there was so much just characters talking to themselves to explain things that were happening in the last episode. I mean... (laughs) Truly Picard's favorite phrase was, we won't be back this way again. And also, can I... Every damn episode, he was like, you know what? I don't think we'll be back this way again. Oh, my God. I'm like, you're old. We gotta... We got it. It's space. It's big. Yeah. I just, like... Also... Your share in this is your farewell tour. We'll see you (laughs) in season two. Well, that's... Is there a season two? I haven't looked it up. Yes. There is. Okay. Because we were so sure... I'm just paraphrasing Rob here, to be fair, to give credit where credit is due. But he was just, he called it really early on that it was going to be like, okay, so Picard is, I mean, it. I think probably everyone did. You're, Picard is going to sacrifice himself to save Data's daughter in the way that Data sacrificed himself to save Picard. That's what we basically thought was going to happen in the first episode. That's not exactly what happens, but it's pretty close to what happens. But Rob was saying he just figured that, like, because Patrick Stewart is, you know, a knight... <laughs> and a very well-respected actor that he was like I'm gonna I'm gonna agree to do this but you have to kill me off at the end because I'm not doing this anymore (laughs) and then when when he when they just like basically make him functionally immortal at the end of the last episode instead of killing him off we were just like what is this are they intending to do more of these (laughs) like what is happening (laughs) it's a choice. It's such a choice. Why is everyone British? <laughs> everyone is British because Patrick Stewart didn't want to get on a fucking plane. But he didn't doesn't it? live here. He lives in America. <laughs> he didn't want to get on a plane. He was doing it at Pinewood when he had the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I just feel very. Like, I'm disappointed in some things about the show. I'm also disappointed in myself that I'm not, like, 
that I'm not dissatisfied with what I think probably is just queer baiting. But I guess if there is a second season, we'll have to see if they act. Because I do think that there's like a kernel of emotional truth in that relationship. And also, they're both such good actors. And I thought they were both so good in this, even when they were being given dialogue that I was like, what? (laughs) What is happening? Um, Wow, you're really taking a love kernel? Yeah, I know it's it's Each it's little crumb, depressing. Tasty clue. It is slip, depressing, slip. isn't it? In this the year of our Lord 2021. But here we are. I yeah, I'm not like I I just can't be as mad about it as I should be. <laughs> I guess is my point. I can't be as mad about it as I should be because it's I'm uh, I don't know. I'm happy about it, but I don't know. Maybe I should be embarrassed about that. You know what else is embarrassing? <laughs> is when when TV and film writers are like aren't embarrassed to just reproduce whole Shakespeare soliloquies <laughs> coming out of their characters' mouths. Like, okay, enough. <laughs> enough. Right. That's okay. I'm I have a I could truly we could do a whole miniseries just of me acting like I know anything about any of this, acting like I know anything about TV writing. We've written for television before. <laughs> we we're TV honestly You've written major- for television. The majority of our um audience is United States based. True. I think we should start a lie that we have a very successful <laughs> channel for comedy that's run for like two seasons and that's been like really critically acclaimed but a little bit ignored so we haven't actually won anything and it hasn't popped off internationally so like we we have the credentials but what's it it called okay what would what would it be called what would it be called and what would it be is it like comedy sci-fi and that's why we're doing this podcast it would be like two names because they love like a two name thing oh yeah um to be fair, it could just be the Rosemary and Time reboot that we've been planning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that seems like something nobody would have seen. True. I I had never heard of Rosemary and Time before I moved here, but that may just be me. Yeah, um, there you go. Let's, let's have two cover. names. The perfect cover. Two names. Um, Hillary. Je- and Jennifer. <laughs> Hil- Jennifer and Hillary. Jennifer and Hillary. Jens and Hills. Jens and Hills. 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 Hills and Jen. Hills and, Hills and Jen. Jen. Hills and Jen. Hills and Jen. It's, yeah, it's, we've got a lot of critical attention in the UK, but as Sam was saying, like, yeah, we, we haven't, we haven't kind of broken. It's about two women having midlife crises and leaving their husbands. <laughs> it's not birds of a feather. I know what and you're thinking. And moving to Liverpool. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like a fish out of water comedy with science fiction elements, maybe. <laughs> they both loved the Beatles, and that's why they moved. To they Liverpool. both loved the Beatles, so they moved to Liverpool, and then they get loved there and they're like, the "This isn't oh, the Beatles. They're not here." They're like, uh, "Penny Lane is in my ears." Am I right? <laughs> oh boy! Imagine all the people who didn't want spoilers for Picard who are missing this what this this Jensen bombshell, Hills. this Hills huge bombshell Jones. that we are successful television writers. And we that's are. that's where I get off having all of these opinions Bath about the Cumry winners. <laughs> Bath to Cumry winners. Didn't you you wrote a script for a TV show, didn't you? Years uh, ago. Actually, I wrote one last year as well. Did but... you? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did I know that? I don't think so. Gosh. You're an I onion. I have a lot of time on my hands. I also have um a couple a couple more in the works, but wow. I'm, you know, retiring now, so I don't really want to like <laughs> Of course, of course. I really have to keep my energy focused on lounging. Of course, of course. And, um, you know, the garden. Yeah, naturally. My elaborate salads. Of course, of course. Watching every episode of The Golden Girls. It's a, <laughs> it's a full-time job, you know? Oh, gosh. Well, shall we call it a day? We should call it a day. Wow, an hour in. Let's call it a day. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, sor- sorry, sorry. You're about- welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome for all of us getting up and down and moving around. And- <laughs> we'll see how I get on with editing out the strange pauses that had to happen. But oh, just put in some like elevator music. They'll <laughs> yeah. love it. Wonderful. You want me to sing some for you? Dum-bum-ba-dum-ba-dee-dum-bum-ba-ba-ba-dum-ba-dee-dum-ba-dee-dum-ba-dee-dum-ba-dee-dum-ba-dee-dum-ba-dee-dum-ba-dee-dum-
And then you would do a little loop. That's great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I uh, that's a very jazzy elevator music. I, I wish I was stuck in those elevators more often. What are we stuck in elevators? Let's be honest. When are we going in elevators? I, anyway, go, go. Right. Go on with our days. We, we love you, stop. Meredith. I've been Sam Hickman. You've been Kat Deerfield. This was Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager. Goodbye, Meredith. Goodbye, Meredith. Love you. Bye. Kind regards. Covey on comments. They say in space no one can hear you scream. The star bleeds one hell of a place. But now we've come to the end of our show. Did you survive or will you die in disgrace?